Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They're not only the best damn family-owned dentistry in the Denver metro area, but they're extreme Colorado sports fans just like all of us. They're part of the DNVR family, and we're part of their family over at Green Mountain Dental. So many of us at DNVR go over to Green Mountain Dental, and you should too, not only because they're great at what they do, not only because you get to talk Colorado sports with them, and not only because they've been a partner of ours for so long, but if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and an exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from them. That's right. All you have to do is get your teeth cleaned, which you're going to do anyways, and they'll hand over a free Sonicare toothbrush. So make sure to check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. They're just a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. All right, Ryan and Mace, let's hop into the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this wonderful Wednesday, a hump day. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guys, Andrew Mason and Ryan Koningsberg. And before we hop into the show, I got to tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online, because over at MSU Denver Online, you can continue to live your life while earning a degree. A lot of times you have to choose one or the other. Over at MSU Denver, they say, no, you can have your cake and eat it too. And that's what's so great about MSU Denver. Denver is you can continue to live your life while earning that degree. And right now, if you use the code DNVR Sports, they'll waive your application fee over at MSU Denver. No application fees now. Now's a perfect time to whether you want to earn a degree starting in January or whether you want to take a class or two. Make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver online. My boys, what's going on, fellas? Not much. Just another beautiful day in Denver. <laughs> it's a, as you would say, a little concerning. A little bit, a little bit. Yep, but uh, I'm trying to move past uh, the concern phase and just go to the enjoyment phase. Well, you're we getting, do have snow on you're Friday. Snow on Friday, yeah. So, well, that's what they say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we're getting some precipitation on Friday. How's that? Snow or rain? We're getting something. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's not going to believe it until he sees it Man, fall on the I, ground and stick. Oh. Nope, won't do it. Well, guys, uh, perfect about not believing things because our topic today and what we want to start off with is something that Vic Fangio has said multiple times in the past couple of weeks, and that is, why are the Broncos going to beat the Chiefs? Why is this team going to bounce back from a good loss? And Vic Fangio has said, the reason is... This Broncos team is better than many teams that the Broncos have had in, in the years before. And uh, speaking of not believing things, we have some people in the comment section already live on YouTube saying, mm, not sure about that. So that's what we want to dive into right now. Is this Broncos team better 
than the teams in the past. And obviously, we can go back to, uh, maybe we go back to 2016, 2017. Obviously, we know that Vic was not saying this was better than the Super Bowl team. But let's maybe just start post-Peyton Manning era. So this is the sixth team since then. This is, if the Broncos don't make the playoffs, this is the sixth straight year the Broncos have not made the playoffs. And right now, guys, they have an opportunity to have their first winning season since 2016, which is just crazy to say. It's really crazy to say. And and I'll be honest, I got to have the like records in front of me here because all the years just run together. They're all one long awful miserable year um and so i'm like i have to like go back and look and i'm like okay who is the coach who is the quarterback um and the the truth is they're all the same except for 2016 um just trash i don't know i don't know how else to describe it they're all trash since 2016 2016 was actually a good team um a team that had a very good opportunity to make the playoffs a team that still had a very good coach, um, something you haven't been able to say since, and um, a team that still had a dominant defense from the year before. It wasn't quite as good. I do remember some uh, some moments in there were like, man, what is wrong with these guys? They don't look nearly as good as last year, but they were still really, really good. Um, so that, to me, is the best team so far. I think this team has a chance over the last few weeks of this season to prove that they are at least on par with that team. And of course, if they make the playoffs, then we can give them the nod. Um, But I would go back to that team and say, wow, that team actually had like purpose and and they, they had an identity and they were coached well, and they really should have made the playoffs and, and just didn't get the job done in the end, mostly because they had a really inexperienced quarterback. Um, But in the end, I think that team is where you start. And this team has an opportunity to compete with them. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Ryan. And in fact, I don't think this is a conversation uh, beyond the 2016 team. And you're right. The Broncos have a chance to push that. That that team had Gary Kubiak, a Super Bowl winning coach. That team also had a Super Bowl winning defense. I mean, yes, they didn't have Malik Jackson uh, and they didn't have Danny Trevathan. But still, you had the no-fly zone that was playing at that elite level still. And so you had an elite defense pretty much throughout the entire year this year. We've seen flashes of elite defense. We saw it just a couple of days ago against Kansas City. But for me, I can't start this list without another team at number one outside of the 2016 team. So I'm putting them at one right now. That's and the then- easy choice, though. Like 2016 is so easy. And like in my when you've said like five years on the uh, subject, when you bring when you bring this up uh, on on text message, I honestly wasn't even thinking about 2016. I was thinking 2017 through 21. Because 2016 is so far above these five teams that followed. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. I think then if you take out 2016, then this team is definitely the best they've had. Well, and so that's just where yeah. I, I it, it's, it's easy to say that. And, and I totally agree with you, Ryan. But I don't want to look past 2018 when we talk about where the Broncos stand right now. Because the Broncos were 3-6. and six, Then they climbed their way back to 6-6. Six and six, And man... Everything was feeling great for the Broncos. And then, of course, George Kittle had 200 yards in the first half, and everything went downhill. They fired Vance Joseph after the season. And so the Broncos, right now, we're kind of at that 6-6 six and six point, I guess right before the Chiefs game. We were at that 6-6 six and six point of about feeling good about where this season was going. And then things completely fell apart. And maybe Kansas City was the start of things completely falling apart. Now, the Broncos have a great opportunity to bounce back against Detroit here. I do think this team is better than that team so I will give them the nod but that's just where I want to pump the brakes just a tiny bit yeah so when I look back at that team um, and these are things I always talk about the further you get away from things the easier it is to forget the little details that was a team who heading down that stretch lost Chris Harris their best corner uh, and lost Emmanuel Sanders uh, arguably their best wide receiver and that's where it all started to fall apart, in my opinion. Um, if you remember, you know, that was the Philip Lindsay year um, when he burst onto the scene. And as soon as you took away a manual, for whatever reason, that was like the, the thing that made other teams realize, oh, uh, Case Keenum can't beat us. 
Um, and so they just started packing boxes and it made it look really easy. I mean, they just look so easy to stop over the, the last few games, I guess, four games of that season. Um, so, you know, that would be my, this won't be like that, but you know, they lost that first game to the Niners who were not a good Niners team that year. Um, and, and the, and they're a tougher team than what the Broncos are going to get this week in the lions, especially at home. But the Broncos do have a really tough schedule after that to finish out the season, um, really no matter how you slice it. So there's definitely an opportunity where, you know, this thing could go one way or the other. Yeah, yeah it, it absolutely it's, is. Go ahead. In, in, in our comments, we have uh, Ranman34 says, if this team finishes above 500, I will eat my shoe. And that's just where we stand. I mean, people people are getting so high and so low. And guys, I think it's because the Broncos have shown that this team can be good. I think in years past, especially in 2017 when they went 5-11, and 11, uh, last year in 2020 when they went 5-11 and 11 as well, I think people just said, uh, we're not good, so we're not going to get fooled by good games. And this year, the Broncos have had hope and so that hurts the heart more for people but it also shows that the broncos are getting a better than they have in the past so i do think there's something there to vic fangio's point and i mean really if you start kind of just kind of dive into dive into data i mean this is the only team of the last five since 2017 that is positive in point differential per game they're plus 1.6 per game. That that 2018 team, in part because they faded down the stretch, it's minus 1.2. Now, one thing that's interesting, how how seriously do you guys take the uh, DVOA rankings on football outsiders? Yeah. I think it's part of so, the equation. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, that, it's an interesting metric to look at because even with the late season fade in 2018 factored in, those Broncos had the highest DVOA of the last five, 13th. Mm. This year, they're 18th. And then the seven and nine season twenty third, and the five and eleven seasons both 29th. So that also kind of met weight weights for strength of schedule as well. And this this schedule, even though it gets rough down the stretch, it hasn't been the most rigorous. And the Broncos probably got off to a three and zero start and getting raised everybody's hopes because it wasn't a rigorous schedule in the opening part. So, I mean, honestly, I'm inclined to look at. 2018 being slightly better than this team as of today. Interesting. Mm. Um, Allie, will you bring up that comment real quick from little Rand man again uh, about, yeah, I just want to take a quick screenshot right here. <laughs> there, there we go. We're, we're we got keep, receipts. Okay. Rand man, there's the no pile. taking this back. <laughs> All right. Now, I mean, there's a way to do this because I threatened to eat my shoe once if something happened and you've got to kind of boil it. And then, because basically you're going to eat leather. And the, the thing is, are we going to ask her to eat the sole or just the shoe? Like, just like the leather upper? Uh, he or she um, is going to have to eat the whole shoe, yeah. Oh, that, that might be tough. <laughs> you start getting to the sole of the shoe, that might be a, pro- that might be a problem in, unless it's an UG. These are like the types of things that can, that can jinx the yeah. world into making this happen. That's why I just want to make sure we acknowledge yes. it properly. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, man, that 2018 team, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a little hard to like remember the details, but I do remember thinking that the offense pre Emmanuel injury, uh, I felt like the offense was capable. Um, I, I just remember going into games thinking like, okay, if case has a good game. They can score some points today. Um, obviously he like had a couple, three touchdown games, at least one that of course in week one. Um, and then they were like jerking him around all season. I'll never forget that. They're like, we need less turnovers. And then he threw less turnovers and less touchdowns. And they're like, well, we need more touchdowns. So maybe we need to let him let it loose. And it was just, uh, just a long line of things that made, make you scratch your head. I will say, I, I think this team is better than that team. Um, mostly because of the way the defense has played over the last couple weeks. Uh, I really feel like this defense um, is back on line. Uh, with you know those dominant defenses um, that you expect this team to have, and and we had really really high expectations for this defense coming into the year. They didn't live up to it always. They're starting to live up to it now, and I think that's going to be the key to them potentially finishing over 500 and having Little Rand Man uh, eat a shoe. 
Yeah, and the, the consistency is what's going to be key for this defense moving forward. And guys, we, we, we're we starting to get into the rankings. Let's just rank them. So 2016, if we're going back post-Peyton Manning era, number one for all of us, right? Yep. Number two, I think we may disagree here. Mace, are you going with uh, with that 2018 team? I'm going with the 2018 team, and, and yeah, I'm probably giving a little bit of a of a curve considering that they, like you guys mentioned with Chris Harrison, Chris Harrison and Emmanuel Sanders being hurt, they were not the same team after that. The team that they were before those injuries, they had not only won four of their previous six, but they were a Brandon McManus last second miss away from being five and one in those six games. And not only that, that remember the Houston game? Remember, oh. that it was a McManus miss, but it was a Vance Joseph mismanagement. Oh, Vance is worst because worst he work. he said, "Oh, let's settle for a fifty-yard field goal." When no, 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 you should you <laughs> you, you keep on pushing. That basically, the line of demarcation that you keep on pushing to is the seventeen-yard line, and then the risk-reward ratio says stop, take the field goal. That wasn't something that Vance was clearly aware of, and. Uh, and so they lost that they lost that game. But if McManus, and again, it's an if, you know, ifs and buts, candy and nuts, blah, blah, blah. And there was a mismanagement in the first half as well. But again, McManus hits that field goal. Not only do they have a win, but they actually would have had a stretch before the injury where the offense where the offense would have had at least 20 points in six straight games. And I don't off the top of my head, I'm not sure, right. but when has this offense had six had 20 points for six uh. consecutive games over the last 20. Six years now coming yes. off a nine point performance. So oh. Mace, I, I think it, you, yeah. you make a very good argument for yeah. that 2018 team. However, I'm going to go with this team right now because I don't think even if they have an injury or two, like they did with Chris Harris in that season, I don't think this team is going to completely collapse. And yes, it does help that they get the Lions this week. Uh, and I think this team finishes one game below 500 or one game above 500 right around there. So I do think it makes them the best team since 2016. Ryan, who's your second? Yeah, I got to go with this team. Um, you know, they really, uh, they're already at seven wins in my eyes. Um, and, you know, that 2018 team um, finishes six and 10. And I realized that, yes, they were, they lost those four games be- um, much in part due to those injuries. But this team's already tied with that team and wins. Um, and I, I've, in my eyes, they've already got one more win. So I think they have an opportunity to be the closest team to 500 that the Broncos have had since that 2016 team. Um, and, and in the end, I'm really that's all I'm really interested in is, is wins and losses. And then for me, my third team, guys, Mace, you, you sold me. I was right there with you. Being 6-6, six and six, being competitive, giving some hope to me is better than the 2019 team, although the 2019 team had a better record, 7-9. and nine. Uh, there, there was a lot of hope at the end of that season with Drew Locke, but that team, guys, there there just wasn't much hope, actually, in that season. They were 5-8 and eight at a point before they brought Drew in, and it was just abysmal. I mean, Joe Flacco's calling out the coaches uh, right after he gets hurt, and ends his season. It was it was it was a mess. So I'm going 2018 as my third, right behind Mace. Yeah, that's that's the same for me. Reversing it, uh, 20 that you you've got 2018, but then falling right in there is 2019. 20 2019. It's just it's wait really quick, Mace. Do you think 2019 is better? Than or no, this no, no. Sorry, my my bad. It's the six and six. It's this team right now, and then and then 2019. I actually, I think, would put 2019 ahead of 2018. Um, That's the, correct me if I'm wrong here, that's the year with the um, roughing the passer on Mitchell Trubisky, right? Yeah, because that was Vic Vic Fangio's first home game. They probably should have got that one. And and I realize, you know, ifs and buts again. But um, then they had the Jags. They could have got that one. And they had the yeah. Colts game. They could have. They could have got that one. Like they get those three again. If if they get those three, <laughs> you know that's a ten win team. I feel like they were actually pretty close. Um, they just they were like one notch away from from being a decent team. All right, guys. Now we have the two final spots, and it comes down to the two five and eleven teams. Of course, the first one is Vance Joseph's first year, and the other one is. Last year, the most recent season in our mind, which one takes the cake for being worst? Ooh, are how do you, if you go by point differential, it was worse in twenty twenty 
Wow. But I can't get past that eight game losing streak in 2017. Like it was like it was there was a two month just loss of complete loss of hope. And as bad as some of the performances were last year, and you know, that's something that's come up in the last few days on social media, kind of comparing this year to last year, you look back at 2017 and just, you have 51, 23 in Philadelphia. You've got, what was it? 34, not 35, nine down in Miami with Adam Gase having the onside kickoff down the stretch. You get uh, you get bombed by the Patriots at home when the special teams has that early game meltdown. You lose a shutout streak that had endured for 25 years. Broncos were shut out by the Chargers that ended a streak that had gone back to 1992. The thing I remember about that season, guys, also is all of these streaks and all of these runs that the Broncos had had for decades – they went by the wayside. You all of a sudden had the first shutout in a quarter century. You had the longest losing streak to the, since the 1960s. There were so many things that went up in smoke that year. I've got to say that the, the worst team of this is Fanciosa's first team. Yeah, it, it probably has to be. There was so much embarrassment in there. Um, and when I look back at last year, I, I, the most embarrassing thing that happened, in my opinion, is that Kendall Hinton had to start a game at quarterback. and That was bad. That like obviously the, the 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 Broncos had their fault in that, but I still feel like they got screwed over by the NFL in that situation. Um, so it, it's not as much as their fault, in my opinion. Um, and so I, I think the embarrassments of like what happened on the field um, in, in Philadelphia when like you know the, the no fly zone was still being called that uh, going mm-hmm. into that game, and they just got absolutely. Um, torn apart by Carson Wentz uh, those things like wh- those things were just so there were such low 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 moments in that season mm-hmm. that uh that I gotta go there yeah I'm with you guys but at least we got some entertainment we had some great quotes from Vance Joseph great week of practice when it's cold it's tough I mean at least that that had some entertainment to it but guys I'm right there with you that was the worst team and the Broncos have a chance to become the best team they still have four, five games to make a playoff run to be be over 500 heck they could even miss the playoffs and be a 10 and 7 team which is just absolutely crazy and guys speaking of crazy fun That's what we've got going on at the DNVR bar. We've got happy hour every day from 3 to 6. And, of course, this weekend, you can't miss the tailgate. We're going to have the digital tailgate, which is going to lead us into the actual tailgate before this Detroit Lions game. Have the party boat going to the the tailgate. And we're doing so many cool things over at DNVR because now we're doing a similar thing with the Nuggets, a game in January. We're getting everyone together. We're all going to take the bus down to the, the Nuggets game sit together, then take the bus back. It's going to be so cool. And if you want to make sure you get in on all of this, become a member with us over at DNVR. Go to thednvr.com, sign up, join our family, and you'll get access to all of this without a doubt. And we really want to see you this weekend at the Broncos tailgate as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, Also, a reminder on gift boxes. We just dropped our gift boxes this year. Um, And I think it's a cool way to be able to actually put DNVR under the tree. Uh, You get two shirts, you get a subscription, we actually send it to you in a box. Uh, so all you got to do is wrap it and, and throw it under the tree. And I think that's that's a cool way to give the gift of DNVR. And this year when you buy a gift box, you get a $15 gift card for buying it for someone you love or someone you care about. And then, you know, you got to take care of yourself a little bit too. You take care of them. We take care of you. Um, or it's also, two gifts. You get a free $15 gift card to give to someone. Right. That's very true. Or you just give both yourself. Um, speaking of giving a gift to yourself, uh, the snooze flip mattress, uh, from our friends over at snooze sleep, that is a gift you want to give yourself. Uh, I've told the story before, but I was sleeping on a crappy Ikea mattress before. Didn't even know what I was missing out on until the good people over at snooze sleep said, Hey, 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 we got your back. Literally. We're going to take you and put you in our snooze flip mattress. It's four in one. It's got a firm side. It's got a soft side. It's got a warm side. It's got a cool side. You pick what you want. And go ahead and try this baby out. And, man, I was blown away at how much better night's sleep I got, how much better I felt in the morning, uh, more refreshed. It was just a game changer. So make sure you go check out snooze sleep 
Flipmattress.com. Check out that snooze flip mattress, the four-in-one mattress, and use the code DNVR to receive 500 bucks off a queen mattress with an adjustable base or $1,000 off a king mattress with an adjustable base. Also, if you want a, a better career, better job, give yourself that gift for Christmas. Check out what's available over at Ball. You can check uh, out their available positions at jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. Of course, that's at their plant at Golden uh, right here in the Denver suburbs. And right now, they are looking for production technicians. And if you're a production tech, you're on the front line of the aluminum can production process at Ball's Plants. You start, if you get the job, you start with a wage of $27.39 per hour with potential for increase at 6, 12, and 8 months on the job. And you'll get exposure to a lot of other other manufacturing opportunities at the plant as well. You're going to help make aluminum cans and ends like this aluminum can I'm holding right here. This one was made at Ball. So, if you're a production tech, you'll be responsible for machine adjustments on high-speed production equipment. You'll be a part of the production team, both in quality and meeting operational goals uh, goals for for volume. How many billion cans did Ball make in the last year, guys? Hundred and one billion. Thank you, Zach. You should know your aunt Julie works over there. She's part of the process of making that those aluminum cans over at Ball. And the thing is, if you're a production tech, you start off with a good wage of twenty seven thirty nine per hour. You can get a salary salary increase at six, twelve, and eighteen months. And you've got the potential to move on to other roles in operations and management, including becoming a maintainer, which is the next step up on the front lines from being a production tech. It's full-time with benefits. You get insurance active on the day of hire, 401k for retirement, stock op- options, and even potential for an annual bonus. So if you want to join the team over at Ball and be unstoppable, text GOLDEN to 77222, and you'll be linked to open positions, or you can go to directly at jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN, or text GOLDEN to 77222 to be unstoppable at Ball. Man, there's some good vibes going on in the comment section right now. And if you're tuning in, uh, make sure to hop over to YouTube if you're watching on Twitter. Hit us with a thumbs up when you're there. We would really appreciate it. And get in on this because it's a it's a good place to be right now. And we would really appreciate the thumbs up. But guys, it's Whiteboard Wednesday. So that means we need to break down how the Broncos can beat the Lions. And this should be simple it should be easy but guys we don't want to overlook the lions because the broncos can't overlook them because if they do everything's done season will be done everyone's jobs will be gone after this game so let's jump in to how the broncos beat the lions oh and i think that is from last week actually but don't worry i have uh i have the keys up right here the first one guys is eat campbell soup and what I mean by this one, Dan Campbell, what do I love about Dan Campbell? The energy he brings. He brings so much energy to that team. And that's why I think that the Lions can be and really have been in some games you don't expect them to. Remember, I think it was almost halftime and they were right in it with the Rams. And then I think the, the no, I think it was a close game all the way throughout. And I give a ton of credit to Dan Campbell for that, for, for getting his team ready. And so the Broncos what is it? Are the commercials 10 years ago where they'd eat Campbell's soup and they'd be unstoppable? The Broncos need to be have that energy going into this game. Uh, and that that's on Vic. And that's on the players to be ready for this game so they can match that intensity level of, of Dan Campbell's team. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point. You, you <clears throat> There's a few ways to lose. Um, sometimes you get out schemed. Sometimes you get out coached. Sometimes you just get outworked. Um, and, and you definitely can't allow that to happen this week. You definitely can't. At the same time, though, and I'm going to have more on this uh, later day in a piece at thednvr.com, teams that get their first win after a long skid to start the season, like the Lions, when they get a win like that close at home, let's just say they usually don't do very well when they go on the road the next week. <laughs> There's definitely yeah. a letdown factor historically involved with teams like this. Is it also just possible that those teams are just really bad? And so <laughs> any game well, that you look as a sample is going to look bad? Not really, because when you go with all of these teams, no matter how much they won by or regardless of where they won by, they're ac- it's actually, a pr- it's, I believe it's 13-24-1 the next week. And it's substantially worse for teams in the Lions' specific situation. 
All right. I'm excited to read that one. So Yeah, that, that'll be good. And the next one, guys, on the whiteboard is teams need to be special. Yeah, they Gosh. do. And, and look, we know the Broncos' special teams' woes. I don't think we need to restate them. It was another bad game, another special teams meltdown that uh, led directly to points for Kansas City last week. Well, for the Lions, special teams are a strength because you – Look at their punting. Jack Fox is a terrific punter. He's third in gross average, 11th in net average on Sunday. Maybe I'll do some hang time, uh, not calculations, but get out the stopwatch for Jack Fox. In special teams, DVOA, Detroit ranks ninth. Denver ranks 29th. Godwinigwe Buike, their kickoff returner. He's eighth in the league in kickoff return average. Our old friend Khalif Raymond, remember him, guys? Mm-hmm. Of course, third in the league in punt return average with 11.6 yards per punt return. So the Lions are one of the better special teams units. The Broncos are going to see over the course of this season. And Tom McMahon's group has got to be on point and avoid having a bad day. Remember, the last time the Broncos played the Lions back in 2019, one of the things that kept the Lions in the game was a touchdown on a return. Yikes. Agnew, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yikes. For this, Mace, I I totally see what you're saying. I just think the special teams can't blow it. I don't think they need to do anything special. They just can't be the reason the Broncos lose this game. For this unit, not blowing it is a special day. All right. All right. Most games this year, guys, there has been some catastrophic mistake at some point. Yeah. So a game without a mistake is actually the exception rather than the rule for this unit. Yikes! Maybe, uh, just someone brought this up in the comments just now, Stress, saying if uh, if Jerry Judy doesn't catch a TD pass this week, we rage. Do you know if there's a way to track um, red zone targets? Does anyone have that? Red zone targets. I, I don't know if it's available in the uh, pro football reference database where you can look up plays. I know you can look up like red zone. You can look up red zone receptions. I don't know if you have red zone targets, but I can take a look. Red zone receptions would be really interesting too. Yes, because I am I, I'm convinced that Jerry Judy has less than five targets in the red zone this year. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all. And when Mace is looking that up, let's get to our next whiteboard key. Don't be lying about it. Yeah, don't be lying about it, guys. All week you're gonna hear these guys, the the Broncos, saying things like, "We can't overlook this team." Every team in the NFL is legit. They all get paid like we do. All of the, the the little you know phrases that teams say when they're playing a really really bad football team, the Broncos can't be lying about this. Um, they have to be serious about that when they say they aren't going to look them over. They have to be serious about the fact that they respect the players on the other side um, because they simply aren't good enough. And I just worry that because they've been good enough to beat all of the bad teams they've played, that they're thinking the way I'm thinking, which is this thing, you know, put it in the win column. Um, And I have a little bit of trust for them to realize that it's been so bad for so long that they cannot afford um, to act that way. But, man, you got to be serious this week when you say you're not going to overlook them. Make it about yourselves. Go out there and just try to be the best version of the Broncos. Put good tape on for you and your teammates. Uh, and if they do that, th- there really is no way they lose. They cannot, they will not lose if they come into the game prepared to, to play their best. And I think this is just speaks to uh, how important this part is, that we have two things hitting on that, not overlooking the lines, making sure the Broncos are ready to play. Because if they do that, if they just show up and they're ready, guys, they will beat this team. This defense played elite last week. This defense can hold the lines under 10 points. This offense against this bad Lions defense can score over 20 points. I mean, if it's, if this team shows up, they should, they should really dominate that eight-point spread, even with that. I mean, this spread really should be over 10 points. It just shows how, how the country is feeling about the Broncos after Kansas City. Next one, guys, he didn't go to Jared. Jared Goff, a backup quarterback for that is playing starting quarterback for the Lions and getting paid a lot of dues. The reason they got first-round picks in order to acquire Jared Goff It's because he's simply not very good. Now, the two games he has been good, 
Well, the Detroit Lions have scored over 20 points, and as May said yesterday, they've only done that twice this season. Week one, when they put up 33, but lost by lost 41 to 33. And last week, when they beat the Vikings 29 to 27. So the only two times they've put up over 20 points, Jared Goff has had good games. Last week, he threw three, 296 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. In that week one game, he threw for 338 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. So really... All you have to do, guys, and by the way, those were Jared Goff's only three touchdown games this season. All you have to do is just not let Jared Goff be special, and it's really easy to not let him be special. Guys, he does have a couple of games where he has two touchdown passes, but you know what? In all of those games, the Lions still didn't score 20 points. They still couldn't be a good offense, even with their quarterback going two touchdowns, no interceptions. So this one should match up very well for the Broncos defense their pass rush should be able to get home and then the secondary even if the pass rush isn't able to be special this secondary really should be able to put the clamps on Jared Goff yeah they should Jared Goff is kind of the uh is is one of the dictionary definitions of forgettable quarterback at this point <laughs> yes Eight, who made a lot of money yeah 88.1 passer rating 30.8 QBR and I mean, he's he he's put it this way. He's got a stat line that if you put it up, say, even seven or eight years ago, and certainly more than that would be fine. He completes 67 percent of his passes, 13 touchdowns, seven picks. But in this day and age, it's 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 just forgettable. It's it's not. And that's why you look at him. It's like he's not overly bad. He's not incompetent. He's just he's meh. He's he's oatmeal without brown sugar and honey plain blah boring (laughs) yeah yeah, you could make the same some of the same comments about teddy bridgewater too i mean but but it's better across the board yes he is and and that's what rocket says rocket says teddy b is also top of that list and i know we're all really down on teddy but guys and, and something i forgot to mention another reason why this team is the best team since 2016 is because the quarterback play is so much better than it's been in any years past and it's so difficult to remember that with how teddy played this past week but guys three to one touchdown to interception ratio almost that is something the broncos have been dying for heck they've been dying for two to one touchdown to interception ratio so yes teddy's play is not where it needs to be for this team the broncos still need an upgrade at quarterback but over the past five years it's the best they've had and in fact compared to bad starters in this league teddy's teddy teddy's a bottom 10 starter he's like 20th in the nfl that means there's still 12 guys behind him that are worse and jared goff is one of them Yeah, and I mean, what's crazy is 66 in 66% of the Broncos games, Teddy hasn't even thrown one interception. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And with his picks in four games. And when when Teddy plays well and has a pass rating over 100, the Broncos win. You know how many times Jared Goff has a pass rating over 100? Two. Twice. Twice. Teddy has it six times. So that is three times the amount of Jared Goff. All right. And let's get to the final whiteboard key here. And it is finish up strong. Yeah. And this is just kind of taking a look at the general game flow uh, for the for the Detroit Lions. This is a team that is among the very worst in point differential in the in the first in the first three quarters like for example in the first quarter they ranked 26th in point differential second quarter 31st third quarter 27th the only quarter they have a positive point differential guys is the fourth quarter of course where they are plus two and of course last week against against the vikings it it was you know they, they had that touchdown there at the very end to get, to get it done and pull out and pull out the win. The lions have often shown their best form late in games over the course of the year, even though you can question certainly like their game management against Chicago, but in terms of what the players are in control of, they've been a little bit better late than early in than early on in games. So you know what, just make sure that, you're dealing them knockout blows in the end rather than giving them a reason in the fourth quarter to have a chance to get up. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point, Mason. And honestly, guys, the last one should be 
don't f this up. I mean, it, it, that's what it boils down to, and that's what kind of all of these point to. If the Broncos don't really mess this up, they'll win the game. And like I said, they re- even if the Broncos are just okay, they should cover the spread. If the Broncos are okay to bad, they should really win. I mean, the Broncos have to be bad. Excuse me. I'm just trying to think about how bad the Broncos would have to be in order for them to lose, and it it chokes me up there. That's just how bad they have to be. Yeah. By the way, I found those numbers, by the way, on red zone targets. Oh, lovely. All right. So there have been 49 red zone targets so far this season. Take a guess as to who leads the Broncos in red zone targets. There are two guys. Tim Patrick? No. He's third. Nine nine Mm. red zone targets. Melvin Gordon. Nope, he is fifth, only four red zone targets. It sounds like, but he has two touchdowns, so it feels like he right, has right, more right. than the other. So I was trying to think of the non-obvious. Is it Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton has 10 red zone targets, and he is tied for first place. Okay. Is it, is it Noah? Did we lose? Yeah. Noah Fant, who leads the team in receptions, also leads the team in red zone targets, and he's got 10 targets, six catches, 43 yards. All three of his touchdowns, guys, are in the red zone. So Noah Fant leads the team in red zone touchdowns. Jerry Judy all the way down and just three red zone targets this year. Three. Guys, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we not doing? good. Not good. <laughs> we, we knew, uh, I knew it was bad. And when I saw the stat come out this week that said um, Jerry Judy has zero touchdowns, which like obviously we knew this, but like, you know, it became a big topic on Broncos Twitter this week. Of How does Jerry Judy have zero touchdowns? And I said, well, they're not targeting him out down there and and it's that's the truth uh when the broncos acquired jerry judy in the draft in my head i just imagined all these short routes in the red zone where you're getting the ball into his hand he works himself open you know you're down there on the one yard line or the three yard line he runs a slant he's open in a flash you get him the ball you score a touchdown they just don't do it it, it makes no sense they don't use the guy down there and he in in my opinion you know, obviously there's different ways to score, right? You, use, you can use your big targets. You can try to get it up in the air and, and let them bring it down. But he's the only guy who has that, that elite short area quickness to work himself open in such short areas. The fact that he has three red zone targets is just baffling it's, yeah that, that that's it's it's in it's inexcusable and i mean i think we can say that about a lot of things about the broncos and that's one of them that's right up there yeah i mean how this guy if you took his numbers and then projected them over 17 games i mean he's on pay he would be on pace for 79 catches 935 yards and zero touchdowns and he's averaging one red zone target every two games that he plays like you said what are you doing here yeah, what exactly yeah. are you doing? Even yeah, just getting him the ball, like you know those little tunnel screens that teams mm-hmm. will use uh, in in the red zone. Just get him, get the ball in his hands, let him make someone miss. Um, he's one of the best players, if not the best player on the team, in terms of making people miss with something other than strength. Of course, that's going to be Javante Williams, who's the best at that. Um, but you know, you saw just late in the game when they threw it out there on those motion and just got him the ball in the flat, and you know he makes a guy miss and gets up the field and gets you a first down. He is so miscast in this offense. And I, and when I say cast, that is, that assumes that he's cast as something. I don't even know what he's cast as other than currently the guy who has to run behind the line of scrimmage and fake the handoff. Yeah. Maybe just get him the ball. One of those times it's really inexcusable guys. And something else that's inexcusable is paying too much for your cell phone service. And our friends over at mint mobile are making it. So you don't have to do that anymore. They're offering plans starting at $15 for unlimited talk, unlimited text. And that's where the data plan starts. And so you're probably thinking, okay, what's the catch? There is no catch. The only catch is they don't have physical stores. You don't want to go to a physical cell phone service store anyways. So what you do is you go to D mintmobile.com slash dnvr sign up they send you a sim card you get to keep your number you get to keep your phone when you get that sim card you put it into your phone and you download an app and boom 
there you go. You are off and running with the exact same cell phone coverage that you had before, just at a fraction of the price. Guys, I am running on uh, Mint Mobile right now, and it really is that easy. You go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. I got my SIM card, put it in my phone, downloaded the app, and boom, I'm off and running. The service is the exact same, and it's just a fraction of the price. And on top of that great deal, they're giving you a deal right now, a little holiday special. If you if you go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR by the first three months at that very low price, they'll give you the next three months for free. So you're getting like 75% off. Now you're getting an additional 50% off. So make sure to check them out over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Yeah, uh, real quick, uh, Mo Jones in the comments says, any day now waiting for breaking news that Teddy has been benched, you will be waiting the whole season. Yes, um, yep. Uh, and maybe while you're sitting there waiting, you're just going to need something to give you a little bit of energy so you can continue to wait. Strava Craft Coffee would be the place to go for that because you can just keep drinking coffee and not have to worry about those caffeine jitters. Uh, and Strava Craft Coffee is the best place to go for CBD-infused coffee. Like I said, it helps with the caffeine jitters, but also helps with aches, pains, headaches, uh, all sorts of different stuff. And you can get it sent straight to your door for 25% off. 25% off when you use the code DNVR25. And then when you say, wow, this stuff is great. I want it all the time. You can sign up for a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. They'll send it to your door at a time of your choice, every two, four, six, or eight weeks. You'll continue to get 20% off every single time. You'll never have to put in your credit card info. It's really a great setup. You don't have to worry about running out of coffee. So check out our friends at Strava Craft Coffee over at StravaCraftCoffee.com. You know what else you're going to want all the time? You're going to want to keep your ball, your balls trimmed and everything under the, under, the, under the belt nice and trim. And if you do that, maybe you're going to want to make sure that your friends can do that as well. So check out the gifts from Manscaped. If you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer, Manscaped has got you covered with a perfect stocking stuffer, even a white elephant gift to have a little fun. Manscaped, of course, is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and has served more than 4 million men worldwide, and uh, we think that's about 8 million balls, give or take, as RK pointed out last one of the last times we talked about this. Hey, some people have one and some have three. Good, you know, good for them. Anyway, However many balls you have, if you want to get the gifts from Manscaped for yourself or for someone that you know, you can get 20% off of and free shipping by using that code DNVR. 20% off and free shipping by that code DNVR. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, and it's at the top of every man's wish list this year. You'll find the Lawnmower Body Trimmer, which is the best trimmer on the, on the market for your balls, butt, and body. And for those who've got ear and nose hair, they're gonna, those people are gonna like the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. They won't hear that dreaded whistling sound anymore when they breathe through their nose when they check when they use the weed whacker. Don't forget about the crop preserver, ball deodorant, and crop reviver ball toner. These can maximize your hygiene routine down below the belt. And those are terrific. They're gonna make you feel fresh on a hot on a hot day or on a cold winter day. And if you want, to, you want to get something beyond the performance package, you can get their two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Just launched. Kill two birds with one stone. If you want a clean, uncluttered shower area, then use the same thing, the shampoo and body wash and conditioner. There you go. Get those out. You've also got the cologne-infused body wash, the Shears 2.04 luxury four-piece nail kit. And, hey, you can even get your friends or yourself some crop mops. Those are ball wipes. So you don't stink down there anymore. Check it all out at manscaped.com. Use the code DNVR and get 20% off and free shipping. And make sure those Christmas bells are nice and fresh with manscaped.com. All right, fellas, let's hop into the comment section. And first, we got a super chat to hit really quick. First one coming in or coming in from Kenji. We really appreciate it. it. Says, hey, guys, huge fan of the show. Broncos Chiefs revenge game coming up at home. Broncos win that game to make the playoffs. Go Broncos. And thank you guys for being so awesome. Kenji, that's the vibes we needed today. Yeah, that would be uh, like a, a defining, you know, one of those moments that you say, okay, that's when it all turned around. You look back, you say they beat the Chiefs at home week 17 or week 18 actually uh and you know that was what kind of broke the curse uh of the 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 post Peyton Manning era yeah do you want to see the Chiefs be in a position where they can play their backups would that invalidate a win 
if they've wrapped if they've wrapped up their seed, they're locked in, and they they put so, Chad Henney out there. In this game, we're assuming this game is for the Broncos making the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, you don't care who's out there. Yeah, yeah. no, you, you, don't, you don't, don't care either. at all. And then also, you don't care. The Chiefs would, of course, use that as an excuse, which is a fine excuse. But you know what? We wouldn't have to say how the losing streak extended to 13 mm-hmm. and then next year how it's going into 14 and 15. Nope, that's all gone. They can start the losing streak next year at one or the winning streak at one. Uh, but no, you, you wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, <laughs> you're, you're in the playoffs. Who cares? Exactly, exactly, guys. And then maybe you have a chance to beat them in Arrowhead later in the in the playoffs. Man, that would be something. Start a two-game win streak like that. All right, guys, let's hop into the comments section. And, of course, if you want to leave your comments, go to thednvr.com. Go to the top where it says podcast, Broncos podcast. Click on the first one that pops up. Scroll to the bottom. And if you're a member, the comment section will magically appear. You can leave your questions and comments, and we will read it on the next day's pod. And let's get to those from Chicago Bronco 86. To clarify, I wasn't advocating for a second order or third rounder being the plan. I was just suggesting their best option to maximize the chance to get the guy is to bank on the 2023 draft while taking a low-risk flyer, late first to fourth round in the 2022 draft. The key being to not be complacent in the 2023 draft no matter what. Love the pod and go Broncos. Yeah, I mean, again, if George Payton came out and said like, I'm I'm getting any quarterback I can until we get this thing right. Then I would feel a lot more comfortable with the Broncos taking a second or third round quarterback this year. The hard thing is, you know, you look at the last uh, quarterback the Broncos took in the second round. Um, most of the Joe Flacco year was about Drew Locke. Um, and then, of course, the year after it was all about Drew Locke. That's two years that were dedicated to Drew. Uh, and then this year, obviously – Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Continue about this year. I'm sorry. Well, I was just saying this year, you know, he was part of the plan as well. In fact, George Payton said, you know, he felt he owed it to Drew and owed it to John to give Drew another year. That's three years that were dedicated to Drew Locke or not dedicated is the right word, but where Drew Locke was a big part of the plans. It's rare for teams to draft quarterbacks in high rounds and then just say, "Eh, not the guy. Let's keep going. So if I had some sort of um, assurance that they weren't going to make a long-term commitment to a quarterback in the second round, I'd be a lot more willing to say, hey, yeah, take a flyer. You know, maybe you do end up with Russell Wilson um, or, you know, the next Dak Prescott. Obviously, he was later than the second round. But those types of things are are fine. The problem is usually when you draft a quarterback in those two rounds, you just don't have the gumption to move on from them quickly, even if you don't feel like they're the guy. Well, and then, Ryan, you also don't have the gumption to start them right away. I mean, credit to the Seattle Seahawks for realizing that Russell Wilson was the guy and starting uh, the, him a, his rookie season, beating out Matt Flynn. Credit to them. You don't see that. Heck, you barely see it with guys that are picked outside of the top five. I mean, look at what the look at what the Chicago Bears did. They were hesitant to start Justin Fields at the beginning of the season. They had Andy Dalton start. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Credit to the New England Patriots for actually doing that with Mac Jones this year. It was a surprise to everyone, not because Mac wasn't good. It was a surprise because that just doesn't happen. So then you go into the second, third, fourth round. That rarely happens. And then so if if you're only going to give that guy one year, but you're not going to let him start then it's like, well, what was what was the point? So I, I, I'm all for drafting quarterbacks every single year until you get one. You just got to make sure that if he's a placeholder until 2023, that you give him a chance. Yeah. Do you do you have faith that if they picked a quarterback in on day two next year that they that they would go potentially back in the QB pool in 23 or the, where they say, Oh, we want to see where this guy goes. And the thing is, if they, if they do the latter, they say, let's see where he goes. Then that's the same mistake they made in 2020 when we know they like Justin Herbert, but they decided, Oh, we want to see where Drew Locke goes 2021 wanting to give Drew Locke another, another shot. And then you, you can even say 2017 as well. When the Broncos had picked Paxton Lynch a year earlier, it was apparent that he wasn't the guy based on what they'd seen internally. And yet turned out there were two franchise quarterbacks there in round one. And then the Bron- the Broncos didn't trade up for either of them. And then certainly 2018 that's uh, that that's in there. All that that's another example. So yeah, I just, I'm, I'm afraid they would make the same mistake because it's kind of that old school feet thinking of, 
oh, well, let's give this guy all the time. Whereas look at the Arizona Cardinals right now. They have the best record in football because they they didn't say, oh, we had a first rounder last year. We can't pick a quarterback this year. But they also their quarterback was so bad. Uh, they drafted the first time around. He helped them get the number one overall pick the next year. <laughs> Believe it or not, guys, there are a lot of teams that would look at that situation and say, oh, we yeah. want to see where Josh Rosen goes. That's kind of the old school thinking. Yep. And yep. yep. And, and we know the NFL anymore. is all about that old school thinking for the most part. Yep. Next one coming in from Jock says, hey, guys, just dropping a quick thank you for the live pod helping me get through a slow workday. Grateful for you, boys. Very thankful for you, Jock. Really appreciate that. They're all slow work days for Jock, I say. <laughs> Next one from Ooh Benny Lava says, Squad, with Minshew playing well Sunday night, or Sunday night, I know just the lowly Jets. Does that increase the likelihood of the Eagles drafting a quarterback high this year and trading Hurts? They could use Minshew as a bridge if they don't like his long-term projection. If so, how does a Hurts-Kellen Moore-led offense sound for next year? This question is based off Eagles fans' inexplicable ire towards Hurts. Granted, I haven't watched too many of his games, but I think he's looked good. I'm playing Spano and Madden this week. Wish me luck against the human thumb, Ooh. boys. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If if the Broncos aren't drafting a quarterback next year, or if they're dra- or, or if the guy they draft is a developmental guy, I would be all if the Eagles didn't want Hurts or Minshew, I would be all for trading for either of them. Yeah. And well, especially because the cost of them on on the cap is going to be a lot less than if you bring Teddy Bridgewater back. I love this uh, this um, like world where Minshew keeps playing and he's too good to sit him down, and then they're willing to move on from from Jalen Hurts because I'm really high on Jalen Hurts, uh, and I feel like he's one year away from like really blowing off. Like next next season, I will probably uh, um, sprinkle. And there's of course Allie in the. Corner. I know. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eagles fans are just the worst. Um, so oh, please, don't please. hey hey hey! Don't and, say no, that. I will do it. I will. Um, uh, they just—it's just so. There's no long-term view. Anyways, um, Minshew mania all the way. Good, good, good. I'll be, I'll, I'll be sprinkling Jalen Hurts for MVP going into next season. That's how much I think he's going to blow up next year. Um, so please, Minshew mania all the way. Trade away Jalen Hurts. Well, and for for me, guys, this is uh, this is the Tua plan, right? I mean, if they're really willing to move on from Jalen Hurts, you take him on for for a oh, third yeah. round pick, whatever you need to have him play for a year. If he's not the guy, then go get your guy in twenty twenty three. If he is, and if he's the MVP that Ryan thinks he could be, then absolutely, you got your Bama quarterback for the future. <laughs> I knew that was coming up because we're <laughs> and, if, go, and, if, uh, and if you get don't, them, get them both. yeah, and if you don't, then get draft capital and maybe you move up for Bryce Young. Right. There we go. That's what I'm talking about, Mace. I love it. Next one from Coach Tobin says, Pat McAfee show was talking a little bit about the Broncos GM situation. They said it's confirmed that Elway is still calling the shots and Peyton is just a figurehead type situation. I'm not buying this. Any truth? I got to hear this clip because that sounds so asinine. (laughs) I, I would venture to guess John Elway is not at the facility right now as we speak. He's been at practice. I've seen him out at practice once every couple of weeks. Doesn't mean he's not there, but I see George Payton out of of practice pretty much daily. Yeah, uh, George Payton is, is calling the shots. Yes, yeah, George Payton is is calling the shots. I love Pat, too, but George is doing it. Mile High Till I Die says, My boys, big shout-out to Mike Boone and Quinn Miners for bringing the angry run scepter back to Denver. I thought for sure that Javante would have another one at this point in the season, but in a national media that never mentions the Broncos more than an afterthought, it's great to see us getting some love for something. And even though this season is contentious, I feel good to get back to hard-running, tough-as-nails football. We've had some okay running backs over the last few years, but it's been since Clinton Portis and Terrell Davis before him that Denver had a top-tier running game. I know we need a good quarterback, but I hope no matter who we end up with next year, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Matt Corral, or Teddy B, that we full-on commit to angry running for all of 2022. Smash mouth football, here we come, baby. Man, mile high till I die. I think you're a lot different than a lot of Broncos fans. I think a lot of the Broncos fans want to move forward, not backward. But, I mean, the Broncos do have the guys for that. Yeah, the, the thing is, though, if they get Aaron Rodgers, it's not no. smash mouth. 
It's <laughs> it's throw it all over the yard. It's use the pass to set up the 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 blows with the run at the end of the game when you're when you're protecting a lead. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm more of the belief that the Broncos should just drive up to Fort Collins and hire Jay Norvell and run the air raid uh, <laughs> than than get back to Smash Mouth football. But I do like seeing the angry runs. That's for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Ivory Hotline says, Hola, muchachos. Quick question for the three of you. Hat or beanie? What are you more likely to wear regardless of the weather? Thanks. Hat, easy. Yeah, I don't. I can't pull off beanies. I don't know why. It must be something about my head shape or face shape. Uh, it just never works for me. It looks it just like uh, it just looks bad. Can't do it. Can't ever do Guys, it. Guys, I can't. I can't squash this right here. I can't. I can't do either of them. You guys can pull off hats. I. I can't. I mostly just wear hats when one. I haven't had a haircut in too long, or two. I'm on the golf course. So basically, and then goes on. <laughs> goes on and says. Also, do you guys have any allergies to nuts, specifically almonds? If I mail the Christmas gift, would it be best to mail to the bar address? Thanks. No, uh, no almond allergy here. Uh, and yes, absolutely. Mail it to the bar, address it to us, and uh, we'll get it. We'd love that. And a quick yeah. super chat coming in from Edward Keating says, What's up, guys? I'm new. I can't wait to move to Denver and come to the bar. Keep up the great work, guys. Time for a new coaching staff and quarterback. Edward, we can't wait to have you at the bar. Man, lo I just love hearing uh, when, when new people have found the community and found the show. It's always so cool. It, it is way cool. Next one coming in from Dan Burke. He says, hey, guys, just wanted to talk about Shelby Harris really quick. I always thought he was kind of overrated earlier in his tenure here, but last year he was legitimately good as a pass rusher and was battling batting balls left and right, so I don't hate the idea of extending him. This year he's not getting consistent pressure and isn't even batting balls at the line of scrimmage. His missed tackle percentage has gone from 7.7 .7 to 16.2. What do y'all think is the reason for him not playing as well as he did last year? Is it age-related decline or is that there's something else going on here. Hmm. Interesting yeah, he question. Only, he only Go has ahead. one batted ball at the line of scrimmage this year, guys. I mean, that's wow for him. For him, that's that's that, that's just unexpectedly, unexpectedly bad. You go with previous years: seven passes defensed in 2020 in only 11 games, nine passes defense back in 2019 in playing all 16. This year, one at one. In 11, he does have two and a half sacks, which is the same number as he had in the same amount of games last year. But, uh, you know, I think that he's, you know, he's, he's been a little bit injured recently, but I think maybe you do have to say he's, he's on the other side of 30 and this is the sort of thing that happens. Uh, that's tough considering they just signed him up. Um, so <laughs> yeah. you just kind of cross your fingers and say, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully it's something else um, because he does, he hasn't, made an impact on games and such a big part of his impact on games is batting down those passes at the ball mm -hmm. or batting down those passes at the line. And so when you take that away, he doesn't feel like a big time impact player. Yeah. And this mm -hmm. is something where his contract was for three years, but he's guaranteed for two. So you really hope he can turn it around the end of this year and next year. And guys, this has been a great podcast. We got to run to Broncos right now. So if we didn't get to your comment, please just drop it in tomorrow's podcast and we will get to that. We love all of your comments. And really quick, before we get out of here, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. One more time, because over at MSU Denver, they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom so you have all the tools you need to succeed outside of the classroom once you finish. So make sure to check them out. Use that code DNVR Sports to waive your application fee over at MSU Denver Online. And for Mace and Ryan, I'm Zach Stevens. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us today. We'll be back tomorrow to give you our score predictions. Can the Broncos beat dominate the Lions? We'll find out tomorrow. Thank you guys so much and tune in tomorrow to the DNVR Broncos podcast. Flying cotton